You're listening to so guys, welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and all things modern culture. I'm your very congested host, Minji Chang, and I am back after, I think, two weeks off because I've been ridden with a plague. So apologies to anybody who's been eagerly awaiting a new episode. My deepest, sincerest apologies because you are my family. And that's just terrible of me as a mama hen to leave you hanging. (laughs) But I'm really excited for this episode. Um, If you are a returning listener, welcome back. And if you're new, welcome. Um, I have a special guest this week. And it's one of my favorite people on the planet. Sometimes. (laughs) It's my boyfriend, Kenji. Hello. Hi. Um, we. I am. Forgive me. I'm going to put a disclaimer here. If I don't make full sentences that make sense, I'm sorry. I'm still on medication. I took some Sinex. Hashtag ad. Um, to try to not sound so, you know. And so I'm here, but I'm medicated. But we're going to do a really great episode um, in honor of Valentine's Day, which actually... I'm kind of meh about. I'm not the biggest fan of Valentine's Day. I don't hate it. But, you know, it's a great time to celebrate love. And people always seem to enjoy our dating episodes. Anything related to love and relationships. So I thought, who better to talk about love with than my love? Thank uh, you for having me. <laughs> like, talk. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Are you excited for Valentine's Day? I'm excited for lunch that we have prepping (laughs) okay so we're gonna speed through this episode because kenji needs to make his steak that he's sous eating right now he's living his best life Mm -hmm. um so i have a theme that i was thinking of pulling into this uh rebirth of first of all podcast which was to talk about firsts i think we're first of all wordplay and In relationships, there's so many different firsts that take place, and there's no end to our thoughts and feelings about them. So with Kenji, and in honor of Valentine's Day and relationships, dating, romance, all that stuff, I thought we would talk about our first impressions of each other, because I would love to have that recorded for all of eternity, and also um, about our first date. So people, people, a lot of people have asked us the story, and there's kind of some ambiguity around it. So anyway, we'll get to that. So, Kenji, I need to sneeze in a second, but can you please tell me what was your first impression of me? First actually, impression. Actually, we, before we get to first impression, we should talk about how we first met. Well, that was going to be part of the first impression. Okay, right? then go. So, first impression, I met you at Sundance 2016, 2016 um, on Main Street in a little like Italian shop. Is that what that was? Pizza shop? Pizza. Where there was the a panel for Asian American filmmakers. Bless you. No? No sneeze? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. So there was a panel for Asian American filmmakers. Um, and a good friend of mine, Hijay, uh, from college, was like, Hey, you know there's this Asian American thing happening at Sundance? And I was like, No, there isn't. There's nothing Asian American at Sundance. I've been going for like over 10 years. You're a vet. Yeah. And lo and behold, um, my university was sponsoring this event. Uh, and so I decided to go. And I don't think I was probably the only one from my university at the event. They didn't do a really good job publicizing the event. <laughs> but um, Marketing issues. So the panel and the, and the party later that evening. And I showed up and there was like dozen to 20 people at the panel and I walk in and I'm like oh oh like a room full of Asians and um the lady that was in charge Irene came and introduced herself to me and made me feel comfortable and welcome and then she was like oh young person like you should meet this other young person and she dragged me by the arm and introduced me to you 
and I was a little intimidated because you were moderating the panel that I just watched. Mm-hmm. I think, and then it seemed like everyone on the panel were f- friends. Like everyone was from LA in that room. No, seemed like it to me. Yeah, like your all, impression was. I think all the panelists were from LA. I don't think so. I only knew two people out of four. Oh, so yeah. Well, I kind of came in late. I think. I mean, yeah. So. Were yeah, that's s- how I met you. And then... Were you a smitten kitten? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Um, and I was still processing things. And then you and Irene were like, you should come to the event tonight, which is like a party mixer type thing. Mm-hmm. And so I went to that. And Irene and I just sort of have you know, a very similar energies and very like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know that, right? Like, Irene... Um, I talked to a little bit more that day and then I went to that event that night. Um, and you were the only person Well, Irene was kind of running around. So you were the only other person I knew at that event. Mm-hmm. So like I went over and said hi to you again and you were nice. Oh, thank you. And then you're like, I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> I was like, okay. Like, I don't know anyone here. Everyone seems to know each other. Um, you introduced me to your date for the night <laughs> and it was like, talk to this guy. And he was actually really interesting. I was on a Tinder date. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he was great. He like talked to me. We probably both felt out of place and we both loved movies. Um, and I remember, who else did I talk to? I talked to another one of your friends, Marion. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to Marion the Barbarian. And I didn't realize I had met her until like... A few months ago when I was going through old business cards. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is your you friend. You meet a lot of people. Yeah. So what was your first impression? So you thought you were intimidated because I was a moderator? Yeah. And and I was nice. You were nice. But it was like What's a... That look? It was like a hi. And then like next. <laughs> kind of a nice. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> but you were like, oh, I'm, I'm an actor... And you're like, nah. <laughs> and I live in L.A. And I was like, that's cool. I'll never see you again. <laughs> see, you have thought, so many right? versions of the story. Well, no, I, I thought you were very pretty. Oh, thank you. That's what I was asking. <laughs> <laughs> you're just fishing for compliments. But it's just I, I need it recorded on, on record. Like, my mentality at the time is I was very, very active in my faith. I generally only dated within my faith. Um, I saw you, I thought you were attractive, but, but you were an artist. Ugh. So I, I had a personal rule of not dating people in the same industry because I was like, well, this is my industry. No, it's just like, I don't want to starve. Like, yeah, I can't cut it. And at the same time, you're hustling and we're not both not cutting it. Then there's no security in that. So you ruled me out from the get-go. Not necessarily ruled you out. No, I know. I, <laughs> I know. But um, I'm very also cautious in terms of how I, when I meet people from L.A. Because we're all crazy. the short time that I lived in L.A. after graduating from college, um, people in L.A., especially in the industry, tend to hustle but the way they network is totally wrong. It's just, what do you do? Oh, next. You, you need to let me know if I ever do that. And I don't think I did that. No, but, no, but it, it was like, because you were there at a party surrounded by friends. Somewhat. Again, your impression, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you knew more than one other person. Well, I didn't know anybody there. True. Um, that was my assumption of you, actually. I thought that you knew more than more than... One person there. You, I saw you chatting with a couple people because yeah, I think you were... I remember going up to... See um, these impressions, man. I think Andrew. Andrew on. Yeah. Because he had spa night at the festival that year. So you were generally not... You were attracted to me, but you didn't... You, I was already in your own oh, no-no's list multiple ways because I was an actress from L.A. Well, I just so. didn't think you'd be interested, mm-hmm. right? Like, Were you interested from the... <laughs> I thought you were pretty. Thank you. Like, that's why I made... Twice, you guys. I made multiple <laughs> attempts to speak to you, right? Mm-hmm. But you never really came over to break from other people to come speak to me. Yeah. I always came up to you to try to talk to you. To be fair, I don't... 
I'm getting better about that now that you have brought that to my attention. But in general, well, it's it's fine. Like, yeah, I'm just I don't, saying I don't, you weren't hinting any type of attraction or mm-hmm. chemistry towards me. Mm-hmm. I try to give it a go a couple times to talk to you, mainly because you were the only other person I knew in that room. And young person, Minji. Yeah, and I, like, went and talked to Andrew. But with Andrew, too, I was like, oh, like, filmmaker, premiering his work at Sundance. Like, he probably has a lot of people that want to talk to him, congratulate him, and he's surrounded by other L.A. people in this room. So I just, like, briefly went up and said, hey, congratulations. Okay. Um... So that that was kind of my mindset was I just didn't feel like I fit in that room. Got it. But they had really good food. Yes. So I just sat around. Because I did a fantastic job. Yeah. Where was it from? Burma Superstar. Yeah. She got tea leaf leaf salad. salad, Which is one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah. So I think I ate like six or seven plates of that. I envy you. Well, because I didn't have anyone to talk to. (laughs) So I just ate to not seem like I was a loner. You know what, though, that did surprise me is there was another friend of Irene's that was there that um, spent a lot of time, like, talking to me. And I was like, who is this guy? And he's our beloved David Mack. Yeah. And I didn't know he worked in the industry or anything. I just thought, like, he was Irene's friend that was there, like, volunteering, helping out. Maybe he was local to Utah. Maybe he was one of the top publicists in L.A. Yeah. And he's just amazing and knows everybody. I love that he he hung out with you. (laughs) Yep. And then we stayed till the very end and cleaned up. And then we carried um, a bunch of stuff to the house where Irene was staying. And David was there, too. And we we just kind of carried stuff over. That's really nice of you. Me, David. That's so sweet of you. That's so Kenji of you. I don't know what the heck I did after. I was just, like, hanging out on a half date. But I was also, like, networking, but also feeling like a fish out of water. So I think I just hung out with Irene backstage. I remember hanging out with the DJ. Like, I was on the stage kind of separating myself because it was just a circus that night. They ran out of food, so I'm jealous of your six or seven plates, but I just kind of No, they didn't run away. out of food. Did they not? I took some back to Irene's place. Oh, I'm, then I'm I'm not as vigilant. That's what I was carrying. On the salad as I should have been. Yeah, the salad was great. But that um I think that impression I it was just a fun event at Sundance. So very like superficial, of. it sounds like. Yeah. But like, oh she's pretty and nice, but meh. Never see well, you again. just didn't seem very... In- like, that's the thing is, like, you could show interest in someone, but if they show zero interest back, mm-hmm. then you kind of like, oh... And I'll not even interest romantically, but interest, like, as a person. Yeah, I was as, very, as a person. I was very... To be honest, I was very fish out of water myself that event, because that was my first Sundance ever, and Irene had, like, invited me out to moderate, so I was very... Where the heck am I? I thought that Sundance was only for rich white people. I didn't know I was allowed to be here. Now I'm here. Oh my gosh, are these filmmakers? But you would go off and like talk. That's the thing, though. I would safe space it with Andrew. Yeah, you would talk to other people and be like, oh my gosh, and be all like bubbly. Uh huh. But not you. So there's the contrast. Like, it's not that you were like, uh, the whole time. It's just contrast in how you talk to me versus how you talk to other people. Funny is that I don't I don't feel like I'm mean to people, but I've heard from other people. They're like, oh, we can tell who you like and who you don't. Like, <laughs> I think Sean was there too, right? Sean was there, yeah. Sean. I didn't yeah. even meet Sean. Yeah, everyone was, everyone was caught in their hoopla. I just, yeah, I just yeah. Sat, stood by David Magdell. Also, also, <laughs> you, David, I, for being my I, I want to say, like, from a law of attraction perspective, you're probably putting out the vibes of like, yeah, I want to get to know people. But like, if I was on your oh, no, no list, probably I would gather that. But it wasn't. An but it own, didn't matter. It wasn't. It was, yeah, yeah, I was like, that's how we talk. met. I went up to you a couple of times. Yeah. And I and said then, hi to you. I remember. Yeah, it talking wasn't to you. a bad first impression. OK, good. Well, even if it wasn't, that's fine. No, I definitely like it was good enough that I reached out to you in your DMs later. Yeah, you slid into my DMs. Okay, so after, so can I give my first impression of you? Yes, go ahead. I thought you you definitely had the shy vibe. I was like, oh, he's like this tall, cute, quiet guy who walks in. And I saw Irene talk to you and I saw her pull you over because I was like, yay, another young person. <laughs> and um, And I thought you were cute. Like, oh, he's adorable. But then I was like... Okay, I also have to pay attention to the fact that I'm part of the whatever the team putting on this event. So I had that hat on and I just I remember that I remembered you though. I remembered your name. I remembered um that you're a filmmaker that you made documentaries, which is 
like now that you've known me for a while, that's quite a feat because I don't remember my name half the time and I don't remember most people. I'm so sorry. I'm like outing myself, but I have a hard time remembering everybody that I meet. So something about you did leave an impression on me because when I saw you the next year, I remembered who you were and I remember you coming in and everything like that. So yeah, just, yeah. I was like, oh, mysterious. But you didn't even say hi to me when I came in the following year. (laughs) Did I have an opportunity to say hi to you? That year was worse than the first year I was there. So we met again in 2017 at Sundance, and that was a crazier year. That event, there was a snowstorm. Um, I genuinely was in a panic stage at that point of that event throughout the event because Irene was in a panic stage so I wasn't Mm -hmm. I was trying to keep it together for her and I was pissed at a lot of people on her behalf and on my behalf Um, I was not in a great place so if I didn't say hi to you I apologize that's okay yeah but you got in too and then um, we spoke even brief more briefly because you 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 said hi to me right when you were leaving Mm -hmm. she's like hey Minji and I was like hey Kenji like, I knew who you were in my head. I don't know if I said your name out loud, but I knew no, who you, you were. you said Ken, and I said Kenji. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. I just wanted to be sure. And then we were like, okay, see ya. <laughs> yeah, I was on my way out. But I appreciated that you remembered me and said hello. Yeah. Yeah. So. Remember- I remember you. Oh. And then the DMs. I mean, we're going through the whole chronology right now. But, like, yeah, first impression okay, of me, course. after you, we became Facebook friends after that. And then, you know, you followed me on Instagram, which is also apparently a big honor because you don't follow a lot of people. Very particular. No. I think I followed you, like, a year after we first met. Mm-hmm. We didn't it become was, Facebook was, friends until 2017. Yeah, it was, like, a, after the second Sundance. Yeah. After the, hey, we'll see ya. <laughs> and I think it was when I was, is after... I don't know what my thought process was. I think it was just trying to get more involved in like the Asian American community. Why would you want to do that? Okay. <laughs> to get so- money from donors. Because no. um, <laughs> then you're making a film. But I followed you. I was following the, the things that you would do. Um, I want to know what your impression of me was from social media standpoint then. It was like, oh, you know, typical like a L.A. Asian girl that like goes to a lot of events and takes a lot of step and repeat photos. Mm-hmm. Um, you so aren't like you're not afraid to put post things of like you not in makeup. Like you have your pictures of you all like dressed up and all up and stuff, but also like you with no makeup, like working out at the gym. Um, so I that was nice. That was I was nice. like, oh, she's like comfortable in her own skin. Um, what else did I think? And you were going through different phases in your life. So did you feel like what you had written off about me before or like kind of like put me in that category? Well, then I was more open to dating people that weren't Mormon. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a heathen. <laughs> no, it's not because of that. It's just... <laughs> Um, I just wasn't really in a headspace to really date for a while. So it's just a, it's a social media peaked interest. That's different because there's a lot of people that people will see on, on social media and have a certain like interest in them, right? Like, oh, they're attractive and you follow them or, Mm -hmm. you know. The whole IG, it's not even IG models, but different people, like friends, like people that you're like, they're interesting and they're attractive, but so obviously we were not at that level. Or were you? No, when did you start following me? I'm not sure. I didn't follow you till way later because you don't post anything. No, I don't post anything. Yeah. So I was your Facebook friend and I remembered who you were. You probably followed me after we started. Yeah. Like it was way later. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't post that often. And I was coming out of, like, a really interesting time when I met you. Yeah. Yep. Uh, just with life. Um, so I can't really give you my social media first impression because I wasn't really following you and you didn't really post anything. Um, all I knew about you was that, to me, you were, like, the outdoorsy, outdoorsy, outdoorsy guy from Utah. Because I remember you told me that you're from Utah. I was like, wow, that's interesting. I didn't know there are Asian people that lived out in Utah. So that was like one of my first things. And then um, the fact that you're a filmmaker and the fact that you're a documentary filmmaker genuinely 
interested me because I am around a lot of people in the industry and entertainment, Mm -hmm. but mostly actors, singers, like collaboration world is all like the performance artists. And the fact that you were, you know, into film and like clearly passionate about it, making it your living. But documentary to me had such a, like it had a different, maybe more academic, more intellectual approach to to art and media that I thought was really intriguing. I'm very attracted to that. Because I think acting and artists are amazing, but there's a joke in Hollywood. It's like, you can only have one diva in the relationship. So I was like, I had a self-appointed rule of like, I don't want to date another actor, which I had been interested in dated some like quasi-dated actors. And that's like, it's too much. Yeah. You know, yeah. We won't talk about the names, but there there are people from my acting world that I... Like quality. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So it's just like there's a lot of um, self-discovery that actors are going through and we're like a different character every day. So I was very intrigued. So not not saying that I was painting our whole entire future right mm-hmm. off the bat, but the fact that you're a documentary filmmaker just by um, that's what your chosen world was, I thought was really intriguing. And I think it said a lot about you that you're the kind of person that, you know, has interest in film and storytelling, but in a very real, like, literal way instead of make-believe. It's really cool. So I was very intrigued. Hot baby. No. And, um, yeah, so then so then we can kind of fast forward. So first impressions. Oh, and I also was really attracted to how shy you are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're cute. Um, I'm a very loud person. I have a shy side to myself as well. I can handle meeting anybody, but when I'm attracted to people, sometimes I can become really awkward and just run away. You, it's funny because I feel like you, when you like a girl, you can be really direct and forward. From a lot of stories you've told me about past Yeah, girls. well, that's like my background <laughs> in dating. <laughs> yeah. Just but because... we're such a shy, we're seemingly someone who's like shy and introverted or whatever, mm-hmm. like quieter. You wouldn't imagine that you're like, hey, what's up, Kenji? No, I wouldn't do that. But I grew up in a culture where dating is very normal and it's normal to go on multiple dates a week with different people mm. because dating is a way to get to know people. There's no pressure to to be in a committed relationship after you go on a couple dates. Right. It's just a normal way to get to know someone paired off or in a group setting right uh, i and, think it's healthy and that was something that you and i very much differed with because our worlds like our cultures and our upbringings were very very different whereas like asking somebody on a date for me on my end was really significant like nobody ever asked someone hey can i take you out like that's a rarity it's more mm-hmm. like what's up <laughs> yeah. you want to you get like a burrito or something well that's then that could be a date yeah. Yeah. But in turn, but and this is where we can go into our first date. But um, are we counting that as our first date now? I kind of feel like it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you just jumped on board. Um, but it was never like an official. Because even that, like, I I go on dates where it's like, oh, let's go grab a drink or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but grabbing ice cream. Well, first it was gonna be cake. First, I thought uh, it was dessert of some yeah, sort. dessert something. Um, no, you offered ca- uh, ice cream and then baited me with cake to like. Oh yeah, to anchor it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it that's, worked. That's my usual like go to if I want to if I find someone attractive and want to take them on a date or get to know them. What dangle a dessert in front of? No, them? <laughs> no, not dessert. But usually the conversation is like if I meet someone at a party or something, I'm just like oh hi, like talk to them, get to know them see what their background and hobbies are. I usually talk about their interests. And you find something that, like, you enjoy that they haven't done or something you enjoy eating that they haven't had or a restaurant or a boba place or a cake place or an ice cream shop or an activity, hiking a certain trail. This is a documentary filmmaker. They're very thorough researchers. <laughs> but it's just a natural way of being like, oh, oh, like, you're new to Utah. Like, oh, you're you're whatever. Like, let's go do this sometime. And they're like, sure, yeah. And then later on, you like continue to talk about other things. And then as you're closing the conversation, like if I'm going to leave the party or something, I'd be like, oh, hey, yeah, like about that hike, we should really go on that. Um, maybe I'll text you next week or something to go on that hike. And then you get their number. 
Right. And it's a very natural way to ask for someone's number if it's for a already pre-planned, even if it's like lighthearted mm-hmm. event. Mm-hmm. See, and then that's the difference too, I think, with what constitutes a date. Mm-hmm. Right. Because people I I have grown up in a very ambiguous culture where and it's hard to having if anyone wants to know, go back to my episode about dating apps like Bumble changed my life because it made me have to approach a guy first and be like initiate the conversation. Even I feel like those there. And that's these, not even that hard because you've already matched. I know. Right? Like but guys still, have it different in, in real life. Mm-hmm. IRL. IRL. Yeah. Where I can't believe I said that. Yeah, I was like, are you rolling your eyes at yourself? Because I am. <laughs> I say that. You don't say stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't say stuff like that. But um, because you have to find ways to do that, like on Bumble, but in a real-life situation where you both haven't mutually matched. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, like, I had messaged you a few times on Instagram prior to our first date yeah and you showed zero interest whatsoever everything was like one worded i responded sir (laughs) not all of them but sometimes you'd be like yeah and i would see that you were online like there's that indicator right freaking green dot yeah and i'd be like oh you're in michigan i grew up in michigan you're like yep i was there for my brother's graduation i was very thoroughly involved in my family outings then why were you spending hours on instagram I wasn't spending hours on Instagram. I mean, you're Insta-storing, you're uploading stuff. You're True. Yeah. I mean, to be completely... Okay, then me... And, well, A of all. Uh, first of all, I I was, and I did respond to you. That, to me, is like... A, like I'm outing everything about myself. I don't respond to everybody on Instagram. And I don't feel like you and I had had enough no, substantial yeah, we conversations were. to I be... I was trying to start that. Though. I know. Thank you. And you were like, yep. <laughs> I'm like, oh, cool. I grew up there. Cool. I sh- Why I- are you there? My brother's graduation. I responded <laughs> and I, to me, that's like, I I didn't not respond and I didn't kill the conversation. I didn't delete your block or anything. I don't think I've ever, I've blocked weirdos, but no, but I responded. But to be completely transparent at the time I was dating, like again, quasi dating somebody. So, yeah, my mind, my headspace was not really there. And this is what I'm saying about different dating cultures is that people will assign different value to somebody you're even just talking to. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, there's just codes of conduct, right? Like rules of do I engage and speak or like entertain the idea of dating multiple people or not? That's like mm-hmm. honestly by every individual themselves, or right? Just be friendly. We could just be friendly. But like to me, I. To be completely honest, I can pick up vibes. Like, I did get a totally friendly vibe from you that you're genuinely nice. And, like, I I thought you're a really kind person who is, like, interesting. I was really interested in what you did. I did get a hint of, like, I caught on the vibe that you were attracted to me. So, from my end, it's a little bit, like, it complicates my life to start conversing with somebody that I can feel is vibing me a little bit and I might vibe back but I'm involved with this other person over here in general and I put you on like an oh no no like I put you in a different category because I was like I don't know this guy well he's a filmmaker lives in Utah like Mm -hmm. I was like yeah we could be buddies but I can kind of get the vibe that you're like attracted to me otherwise I don't think you would have gone out of your way to like message me multiple times so I was like I think I was dealing with a lot and I like to give food recommendations. So the fact that you're in Michigan, I was going to be like, oh, you should eat here. I should have, should and here. I wish I had known that about you. Yeah. That yeah. was that was the whole reason why I messaged the Michigan time, yeah. was to be like, oh, you're in Michigan, you're in my home And state. I know you that about you things. now. I know that you do that. And I was but... like, oh, she's not even, like, I didn't I didn't even give you any recommendations. Yeah, because we were, didn't really talk. Yeah, because you were so, like... Standoffish. Yeah, I was like, well, I, okay, she does but not deserve my list of things I was not Michigan. consciously trying to rebuff you, but I, I wasn't, yeah. Friendly. I was not being friendly, no. That's and it's fine. Then fast forward to our (laughs) precursor to our first date. We're in San Francisco. I was there. I spend every Christmas usually in San Francisco, and you were in the Bay Area visiting your parents. And you posted this thing about being bored. I was so bored, and I was like, "Okay, maybe I'll try to talk to her again." And if she 
denies me. Yeah, again, me. I was like, okay, like, I just won't even try talking to this girl. Like, I'll just unfollow her. Mm-hmm. was kind of the mindset. You were at that point? Because I think I saw your things because I was bored. Not bored. Well, kind of bored. We were both bored. Yeah, I was bored um, in San Francisco, and I was cleaning up who, like, I was unfollowing people. Mm. That's what I was doing. This is what Kenji does in his free time. Yeah. Who did not get spark joy from following yeah, them on Instagram? Maria Kondoing my Instagram. Good job. <laughs> uh, because I use it as a curated... It's For me, it's like going to an art gallery. Like I like to look at pictures that inspire. I have friends that will triple post on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Like everything, always. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to follow those people on Instagram because I'll see it on my Facebook feed. Um, and most of the people I follow on Instagram are people, are creators, natural photographers, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily people I know. So you don't need this like little Asian actress chick <laughs> if she's not going to answer you like, bye. Yeah. Cause you also double post on Facebook and Instagram. I do. Yeah. So I think that was in my mind too. I was like, maybe on actually not anymore really, but yeah, yeah I used yeah, to. Yeah. Cause you don't post much on Facebook, but at that time you did. Yeah. And it's kind of scary that I remember that. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so I think, um, did you, oh no, I think I messaged, you didn't message me first. I messaged you. You messaged me. Um, and then you commented on an Instagram story about cake mm-hmm. that I had posted because there's a bakery. No, uh, you, you sent me that. Oh, you I sent DM'd it. me the yeah, cake. I I sent it to you, but I also had it on my story. Yes, but you sent yeah, it, I to sent it to me. you. Oh, I thought you made some effort into messaging me back. <laughs> you didn't at all. This is so one sided. This is kind of sad. This isn't sad. This is so romantic because you're so persistent. Yep. See, but, depends on if. See, this is the. These are the stories because there are stories where if the guy is persistent and the girl's really not interested, she's like, "What is this creeper doing? Yeah, <laughs> leave me alone." But it's not that persistent. It was just a few messages. If you would have not responded, no, well, okay, sorry. Well, I would have just stopped messaging. Right, but prior to that, we had had a conversation because a we talked when Irene passed away, yep. which was that summer. That was a very sad moment, but really serendipitous that she brought us back together again to talk because we hadn't mm-hmm. spoken in months, and in her passing away, um, her sister thinking that you were a different Kenji brought you back into my life and um so that's something like special and then after that is when I started podcasting and you started listening to the podcast and then you had comments on that about dating and then we chatted about it so we actually had had a mini Wait, we combo. commented about dating no you messaged me about my po- la- latest podcast episode I think it was my me too one yeah, but not about dating. You talked to me, you're like, oh, I have thoughts about, like, Mormon dating, da 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 Like, if you ever, like, you said something about that to me. And I was like, oh, interesting. I was like, really? I never thought about that. Oh. Yeah, you pitched an idea to me. But not for me to be on it. Not for you to be on it, but you wanted, you had, like, thoughts and insights on the difference in dating culture. Oh, uh, within even Asian American people, or just in general? In general. Okay. Yeah. Huh. You remember that? You remember so many things, you don't remember that? No, I don't. I don't remember pitching anything. Because that's not something I think I would generally, usually... It wasn't pitching, you are just saying like, hey, I have like, you know, I like, I enjoy your podcast and I have these thoughts about X, Y, and Z. No, because I come from this background, right? blah, 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 so it makes me think So that's why when you asked me out to ice cream, I felt like we had established a mini friendship, like the beginnings of a friendship, because we had actually had a conversation about something Uh more than like, uh, good sure thanks, <laughs> thanks. um sorry uh but yeah and so it was it was that that's what led me to be open everything was like kind of a precursor to everything else mm-hmm. and then when i asked you to ice cream too i was like hey if you happen to be in san francisco we should hang out and you're like oh if i go to the city what did you say i said oh i go i go see my friends in the city like, I think you said, I'll be going into the city. Yeah. But to see my friend. I'll, I said, I'll be going to the city to see my friend. So and I was to like, me, oh, that's a no, because if she's coming to the city, she already has plans. Right. And to me, I was like, I'm coming to San Francisco. Like, sure. 
Again, I'm being super ambiguous. This is like, this is the problem with dating is like all this miscommunication. I was not clear. Because you weren't like, yeah, you were like, But I didn't say no. But you're like, if I come to the city, it'll be to hang out with my friends. Okay, I can totally get how you interpreted that way. (laughs) My meaning, my intention was, I'm going to be in the city, yeah. But I didn't say like, yeah, let's hang out. I was still feeling it out. But it worked out because your friend happened to live really close to where I was staying. Super close, like ten less than 10 minutes. Less, which... Yeah. And then we went to um, the ice cream place, which is so good. Yeah, it was. So it was just a nice setting already. Yeah. And then um, we ended up talking for at least two hours until they closed. Because we got there at 8.30 and then it closed and, at 10.30 and they're like, and you need to go. we call it a date now, but at the time I was like, oh, I'm just, that was my form of networking. Yeah. I wanted to get to know this girl better. I want to know what she does. What what does she do in the entertainment realm? Because she's obviously someone enough to host a panel. Like, what is her background? Well. <laughs> because like at the Sundance event, there were no like programs printed out or bios of anybody. Mm-hmm. And I had missed the beginning. So I had no clue who anybody was. Mm-hmm. Later to find out that Dan Maeda was also on that panel. And I was like, oh. The See, at the same time, small. like I had no idea who he was. I didn't know he was a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who you were. Mm-hmm. So, I just want to get to know me better. Yeah. Was Sean on that panel? No, Andrew was. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we're just name dropping all these people. All listeners, you guys need to know who these people are. Andrew on. He just premiered another film at Berlin last week. And he was the director of Spa Night, which is why he was on the panel that I moderated at Sundance 2016. So you invited me out to ice cream in this like... I I want to assert that it was a little bit ambiguous because there was attraction. You invited me, you were networking, but it... Is kind of datish, no? I don't. It might have been when I bought your ice cream, mm-hmm. but I also do That's that. To a, I also do that for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and it's just um, I didn't really sense that you were interested in me at all, mm-hmm. like zero, based on our past conversations and in-person interaction. Okay, so I think I just given up completely on that. Mm-hmm. It was just to get to know you. See, maybe that's what made me feel safe to be like, oh, let's hang out. Yeah, and I and there Funny were people works, that huh? I was interested in back in Utah at the yeah. time, which we talked about all your dating and all these girls. Yeah, so that that was on our first date. Our first is, date is we talked about our dating. We talked a lot about relationships and relationships, just, people, art, mm-hmm. food. It was very open. Yeah, we talked about. But a see, lot that's of stuff. kind of what I think. That's interesting about dating is that <clears throat> there. I think there's something really great and beautiful, mature. And direct and straightforward about being, hey, I think you're attractive. Can I take you out on a date? That's mm-hmm. like the romantic and nostalgic person in me thinks that like I wish people would do more of that. I think it's really wonderful if you're more obvious about it. However, there's been multiple settings in which I have ended up dating guys where we we met up innocently and it was just like we just really bonded and connected. And maybe if you had asked me out on a date. Like, if I thought it was, like, a date day, hey, like, Minji, you're really pretty. Can I take you out? But I wouldn't... That's the thing is, you wouldn't say it that way. You wouldn't say, I think you're really pretty. Can I take I you know, out? I know, but, like, in that format, whatever that version is for if you... If I wanted to take you on a date, it yeah. would have been the same thing. I want to get to know you better. We're both happy to be But if you're more direct about it, instead of, like, hey, we're bored. Like, you want to get ice, get ice cream? Well, yeah, I know that, because I tried to talk to you earlier, and you shut me down. <laughs> See, but you learned. You're so smart. Um, but I feel like the fact that it was... Um, more it wasn't as there was no pressure but there shouldn't be pressure i agree but i didn't grow up in that culture is what i'm saying yeah and and the culture i grew up in girls always say yes because they're like well it's like free ice cream or female see i have too much asian guilt i don't like doing and here's my because but also we're conditioned to believe like you never know because if you don't really know that person like who knows so why not give someone a couple hours of your time it's also i think it's good for kids like because in my culture, we start dating at 16, mm-hmm. to go on these dates because it does help you 
builds social skills. Yeah, interpersonal like, skills. Exactly. Yeah. Teaches you how to talk to people, how to make conversation, get to know someone. So in my world, it's like, well, at least the Asian American world, it's like you don't look at other, the opposite sex until all of a sudden you're in college and then you're like, why aren't you married yet? You know, or like as yeah. soon as you graduate college, you should be married. And it's ridiculous because at least in this particular millennial generation, you're raised to like not have anything to do with the opposite sex. And all of a sudden you're supposed to be like on, on a, <laughs> accelerated road towards marriage yeah. and children so there's no in between there's no um guidance or because our parents well like my culture and my parents like no one dated even though my parents did date they they knew each other since high school but that dating culture didn't exist for them but you went to like school dances you hung out a lot like you just i hung out a lot i was super social and I did like a lot of boys, and I dealt with boys since I was really young, since I was mm-hmm. like four or five years old. But in terms of that that particular dance and that very direct, open, like, I'm into you, like, let's be a couple, I feel like it was a lot more trial and error than anything that was structured mm-hmm. or that was laid out for but me. But I feel like that's the normal American experience. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, like, you and I, like, out of all the people I would be attracted to, I grew up with a guy that's, like, the most different than me that had this, like, in my opinion, like, a really nice, healthy way of approaching dating where I was, like, burnt out when we met. You're, like, coming out of an interesting part of your life about, like, being really, like, burnt out about the film that you're working on, all these other things, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, girls, too. But I was, like, 110% fed up with guys. I was so just exhausted emotionally. But and you also dated, well, I won't say anything mean. <laughs> I dated across the spectrum, let's just put it that way. And I think I was just emotionally exhausted. And I've also had a lot of issues with being single and just taking time for myself, having better boundaries, like having saying no, if I'm really not interested, all these different issues. And I think, again, that's kind of why I was open to like getting ice cream with you because it didn't feel like there's tons of pressure. This is not like a date. He's just like the nice guy from Utah that chats with me. He's like so sweet. And he's a documentary filmmaker. Like, why the heck not? Plus, it was your second date of the day. It was my second date of the day. <laughs> You're telling me I was sick of guys. I was done with dating. No, that but I went on a Tinder date that legit, morning. I'm going to be t- such a, a douche, but I really was like, I would love to have Thai food for lunch. So I was like, why not? <laughs> Are <you> still- yeah, okay. <laughs> Kenji's going to break up with me now. No, um... No, but also I go on dates with people that I'm genuinely like I'm open to this becoming something more. At that point, I was just basically no expectations. I think that's Mm -hmm. a better way to put it. I was exhausted, but like open Mm -hmm. because I was like, I don't know what works. I don't know up from down. I don't know. This is somebody I thought we were going to like become something. It didn't work out. Oh, happened again. Oh, like, you know, X, Y, Z. So, you know, it's really funny, though, when I was like prepping to go get ice cream with you i i felt like it would go okay but the last time i had gone on like not a date but met up with someone uh-huh um in san francisco uh-huh was a friend of yours oh <laughs> someone very close to me kenji's yeah. first date was with one of my friends. i think that was my very first tinder <laughs> date more serendipity and it was Interesting because we are totally opposite. People. We're we're opposite too, but we're also same. yeah. But, but you're really opposite. But we could also like talk about films. I just we talk I about had, everything. Like at that time, I had just come down from a month filming, not a month, but a while filming up in the mountains, um, for my documentary, and all the clothes I had were like sporty, outdoorsy, sporty, but like jeans and like thermal mountain and, man. Like, yeah, and, and like boots. And, and she is not that kind of Yeah, girl. so I showed up to this date at this like nice speakeasy and she's and like And you also don't drink. <laughs> and I don't drink and I like showed up and I'm wearing like leather boots, like dirty denim from like being up in the mountains oh, and not honey. washing it with like a dirty... But that's like, wouldn't you even try? You were like talking about how pretty she was and like you had nothing else to... You can no, wash nothing, your jeans. I had nothing else to well, wear. Why would you go on a date to a bar? I'm like well, I, I figured that's what like... Not heathens, but like <laughs> not, not not Mormon people. Like that's the norm. Like I've 
you know, I I, I hung know. out with my friends in LA, and that's they just go to bars, and that's their standard thing. But I don't on a on so a whatever like, night in San Francisco at a bar, like you don't wear dirty jeans. I don't know that. I don't hang out at bars. Yeah, but in general, you don't wear dirty jeans when you're going on well, a date. Just like, dirt, like I think unless it you're adds, going hiking, I think it adds character. No, oh honey, oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> well, yeah. that's the, also the only clothes I had. That or like a suit. Because I always carry a suit with me wherever I go. At least wash your jeans. Yeah, but I like the pattern that the dirt made on them. Oh jeans. my god! Okay, Anyways, that's a whole other. So, See, so first impressions. Wait, what were we talking about? Well, our first date. Okay, so I'm gonna say from our first date that we didn't know was a date. I thought you were incredibly sweet, and um, yeah, you're very different than guys that I dated before. Um, I don't even know how to articulate why. Which is sucky for this podcast because I should be able to. Thanks. You just had a very like, what's the word? Not innocent. It's just a very like light. Which is funny because you're in like a really crappy place in life. Yeah, I was really. But you're still happy to hang out with me, right? Yeah, I mean, it's always interesting to get to know new people. That's why I like doing documentaries because people are fascinating Mm -hmm. and. We were able to talk for a while till like 4 a.m. Like, yeah. So we left the ice cream place when they closed. 3 a.m. And then you met my parents. <laughs> you, we okay, went back so, to- so the story was we left the ice cream place at 1030 because they kicked us out. They're like, we're closing, get out. And then we drove, what, 10 minutes back to my friend's place. And then when we got there, you were pooped. I could tell you're tired, and oh, so was tired. I. But I was like, where's my cake? <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, we're we going to eat cake and i was like you oh yeah DM'd me cake and so at this juncture we could have been like uh, well i guess i don't get cake right it was kind of a what would have happened if we didn't have that cake i don't know but i wanted to eat oh i was gonna go home and eat cake by myself yeah so kenji's and again he's also the kind of guy who does not go out of his way when he's tired he's like i'm tired i'm going to sleep take care see you later uh-huh but yeah. you chose to take me to get cake yeah, because it was also really close. If you lived 30 minutes away, that wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. But it was like, less than 10. So what really I'm close. saying is that the stars aligned and all the geographical coordinates, you know. Yeah, so it was great. Came into play. Thank you, Linda. <laughs> no, I, Thank you, Linda, for living Part of me also live. was like, what if Linda came out that night? She's so fun. Yeah. I was trying to get my best friend we Linda to come with me. We could have been friends earlier, Linda. Yeah. It's all your fault. It's all your fault that we talked until 3 a.m. And I thought about kissing him in the car when he dropped me off the second time. That was my first. That was my impression by the end of the first date. Well, that's nice. <laughs> Thank you. That's you nice. bomb. because, well, like, my first impression after that ice cream was like, oh, she actually cares to talk to me. Because up until that point, there was very little mm-hmm. effort on your end. Mm-hmm. You actually asked questions and listened. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, whoa. This- you also touched my leg. Do you remember that? And your arm. <laughs> yeah, my leg, touching someone's leg is different than touching someone's arm. Oh, I touch people's legs all the time. Babe. <laughs> <laughs> Not now. <laughs> Just like, oh, like, Yeah, you know. did that, and I was like, oh, okay. I think that's... Not like super high up, like no, but I know, but touching my touching someone's touching a girl's leg on a quasi. Are we on a date? Are we not on a date? Is that's different than going like a statement? I don't always touch people's legs. (laughs) That sounds creepy. (laughs) I was a little concerned, but I also know you're being friendly. But like you're like, oh, you like stop it. You like pushed me or something. Because like with friends, I'm very complimentary and I'm very like. When I, when I want them to know that I'm there and I'm talking to them, I grab their arm or I grab their leg and, like, say something. Yeah. It's just my way of being, but like— But that's a very specific level of friendship, and we need to have a separate conversation. I think we should record that conversation because there are all these different cues of what that communicates to the person on the receiving side. For sure. And I, and I think that just comes from— Anyways, we'll talk flirt. about that later. Also— <laughs> well that was like so that was probably at the tail end of our ice cream segment of the Mm -hmm. date and that's when we had like built this really like fun vibe you also went from sitting across from me to sitting next to me i think -uh. no we were always perpendicular perpendicular yeah 
we were sitting, you were sitting here, and I was sitting here. So oh, we're like yes, facing yes, on yes. a corner. You're right. You're right. But you, and you touched my leg. But like we quickly like had a connection and like had a lot to share. We're very open with each other. You're sharing a lot with me about like your thoughts on dating. Now, mind you, I want to be like clear because for anyone who's listening, you have to really feel out those conversations because I've also had conversations with guys who are like way too open about stuff with me that I'm like bro we're not that close or it feels borderline like what are you I can feel you trying to like invade on my privacy by sharing oversharing right now it's a very delicate dance yeah because sometimes I've had girls overshare and it freaks me out right I'm like I didn't want to know that about you why are you saying this right now yeah yeah but that's because our conversation naturally built up to that that's what I'm saying you don't start with like Oh my gosh, I've been on 18 Tinder dates this week. And uh, and, da, like, da, 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 and let me tell know. you about like the play-by-play of the last one. I mean, not that you went on 18 or I went on 18 Tinder no, dates No, I know, that week. but the overshare. That was just kind of like... But people example. do that, right? And it's... and it's, so it, it's, Oh, the worst is when people just talk about their ex the entire time and they're really sad and depressed. That was my very first Tinder date ever <laughs> yeah. was that. You're like, oh, okay, cool. So I'm buying you dinner. So you, like... Shouldn't you be buying me dinner? Like, I'm your therapist. <laughs> therapist. No, but um, granted, I, I'm very grateful that our first date went well and that it was very, it, it flowed and like it became a date when you touched my leg. <laughs> okay. I say that that was like somewhat of a turning point. And okay. it, it did like, I was like, oh, because it, it didn't feel weird. I noticed it. I'm saying I noticed it, but it wasn't like, oh, what's he doing? I was like, oh, look at him flirting with me. <laughs> And then that's what I think prompted me to be like, where's my cake? And then you said yes, instead of saying no. And yeah, then we, so we went to the house where my family was staying and then you got to meet my whole family. And I was like, hey, I, not your whole family, met your parents and your great aunt. Yeah. And we walked in and there, I was like, hey, I brought a girl home <laughs> at uh, midnight. Yeah. And no, then, no it was like 10, it was 11. Like 11. And then we ate cake. And then I was like, hey, we're leaving tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You should take the rest of all this cake, which is fantastic. Just funny because, you know, we had cake and ice cream that night and now you get mad at me for eating sweets. You should have oh, known from the very first time of the sweets. <laughs> you should have known this from the Christmas. First no, 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 no. Yeah. Cake and ice cream on a daily basis is not normal. Also, I knew that I would get along with Linda, your best friend, at her baby shower when she had cake from this very same company. At her baby shower, and I was that like... That Kenji lured me with the same cake. Yeah, I was like, man, she's all right. Yeah. Funny how it works, huh? But anyway, and then you drove me back, and then we sat in the car for another three hours, and I was holding this freaking box yeah. of cake. She's holding the box of cake. We talked for three hours, and she's holding it the whole time. Didn't even set it down. Because I'm, like, ready to get out of the car. Like, that yeah, was I basically what I was... I think I had my hand on the, on the handle, like, the door handle to get out of the car. I think I had it there for, like, a good... Probably, like, an hour. Yeah, multiple times. I'd reach, and then you keep talking, and I... I'm so I was sorry. Trying to get, no, I was trying to give you an out. Like, if I reached for that, and you wanted to leave, you'd be like, okay. But you never, you never took the out. I had a, again, I held the cake in my hand. It's like, if you're tired, I can go. That was like what I was physically positioning myself to be. Yeah, and I was having my hand on the door handle. And you kept the car on for three hours. It's a Prius. It was a Prius, so it I don't know. I was like. It automatically turns off. It was dead silent. The engine wasn't running. Oh, I don't know. These things, it looked like it was on. You could hear the engine. So anyway, turned into the state. So what was your impression at the end of? The, the the quasi non-date that became a date. I was in love with you. No, it wasn't that. Oh, I took it back. <laughs> it wasn't, but I was definitely interested. It made me rethink, like, the people that I was interested in up until that point that I was talking to. Hey. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I literally did. After that, like, I think I told the other people, like, oh, hey, I think I'm interested in someone else. No. Yeah eventually yeah but in my mind like i didn't no you texted me from like when you're on a date with someone else yeah but that's i was hanging out with someone else it wasn't necessarily a date like i went over to my friend's house and we watched a movie it was not a friend it was someone that you were dating at the time that we talked about on our ice cream thing so no she does not constitute a friend friend. i I know she's she's a friend. friend now but she wasn't a friend then okay she was a friend then 
This is how Kenjin, go back to our fight episode. This is how we get into fights. Anyway, my, I was really, I thought you're, you're so sweet and wonderful. But I was genuinely like, how is this even going to work? You live in Utah. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of things. So luckily I'm not employed, so I can live anywhere. So then I just crashed <laughs> with you. Filmmaker. Um, and I think this is like just in light of Valentine's Day. And there are a lot of people out there who yeah, what are. What was the point of this podcast? Just so, first. Our first, first impression and our first date. I feel like date. I'm a really bad storyteller. This dragged on way too long for something so simple. I hope my you film go, doesn't do the same thing. You go into the details, babe, and then bring it all home. But I, I was really. Okay, actually, I want to finish my first impression of you. I, I had this feeling that you were one of the most genuine, um, curious, and like one of the smartest guys I, I had met and it was really interesting to like Wait, what was that i'm recording it so you can play it back later <laughs> forever and ever and um i really did appreciate at the end of the day i appreciated that you were persistent or that you you were interested and that you were persistent in trying to get to know me but also that you were not so hung up on the outcome you know what I mean? I think if you're like, oh, I want to date this girl, and if she doesn't date me, then screw this. I'm not going to talk to her anymore. I yeah, didn't get that vibe from you. No, yet. it's not. Because at the end of the day, it's like you get to know someone. If it becomes a, like a relationship, like dating, then great. And if it's if we can be good friends, that's great too. Yeah. Like, and who doesn't I think want that 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 gave me a great. At the place that I was in my life, it was I really appreciated that. I was really attracted to that. And I just appreciated your sincerity and your openness because that to me felt very, very starkly contrasting to like guys that I dated before where they couldn't make their minds up about anything. They weren't clear. Um, I felt like I could feel your attraction that you wanted to get to know me. But you're also like, hey, if like we're just buddies, like that's great. Like yeah. it felt it felt very um open and, and safe, I guess. I felt safe. That's important for anybody, I think, to feel safe with somebody. Yeah. And then I also appreciate that once you were like, yo, I like you, you're very clear about that. And I was like, oh, yay. Yeah. And swept me off my feet. <laughs> what do you say to all of those out there? I don't remember what my Valentine's Day episode was last year. I think it was about just online dating in general. But first dates, maybe someone's going on their first date for Valentine's Day this year. Or is they're celebrating their first one. Around Valentine's Day last year was when we became like an official couple. Yeah, this is the, I think, I think this is the first time, speaking of first, where I get to celebrate like a one year anniversary of someone. Because usually when the one year mark comes up, I'm usually broken up with them by then. <laughs> and like we might get back together later, but like at the one year mark, we were never together. We could totally dive into that, but yeah. we'll save that for another one. Oh, I thought you meant like we could dive into that, like we could do that. <laughs> you want to give it a try? Why are you self-sabotaging right now? I'm just kidding. We've already hit our one-year mark. Yeah, we have. Um, hooray! Hooray! Let's go eat Portos. We will. You bought a lot of good sweets from there because you're a sweet fanatic. I bought it for you, not for me. And yourself. Yeah, I already ate two guava Ex and one chocolate pastry. Exactly. That's good. Exactly. But I got you a fruit tart. Thank you, babe. <laughs> you get one, I get three. <laughs> this is the and I got myself a caramel cake, too. This is the exchange I got, rate. I got four things. Um, but in any case, thank you for, for being sweet and, and, and powering through a lot um, and getting through a lot of firsts. We had a lot of firsts together, but those first, um, the first impression, to me, I'll always be like, it was always good, and I always felt, you know intrigued to take that next step and i think that's one of the most important things i've learned from dating you and dating in general in my entire life but especially with this relationship is that you don't know where everything's going to go you can't you can't conclude the outcome right off the bat you didn't know that before i didn't know that before uh -oh. i think the oh. i think the oh, i think the ultra romantic sarcastically yeah oh. you're oh, mean no, no oh. but i think there's some people like in whatever disney version or like pop culture version version you can like be really you can like just say oh this person's not for me or oh we're gonna get married you know whatever it is you get like caught up in in feelings or like just delusion and It'll take you different places that you didn't expect, but like, 
I just appreciate how open I learned how to be with you and with life in this relationship. And I'm glad that I didn't write you off as like, oh, he's a filmmaker from Utah and he's Japanese American. We can also talk about that. <laughs> but oh, um, I'm Korean. He's Japanese. What? Um, that I didn't let those things like end it before it started. Asians are so racist. Uh huh. Anyways, are you are you? Do you think your first impressions of me stuck, or do you, were you proven wrong? Oh, you're much nicer than <laughs> than that first impression. You just said I was nice when you first... Nice. I said nicer. Okay, nicer. Yeah. Much nicer. Yeah. So I came off like a... Like a lukewarm... Moderately nice person? Yeah. Because oh. you were moderating. Didn't. Oh my god. My dad jokes. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I thought that was so funny. Oh anyway. <laughs> anyway. But I'm nicer than you thought. Yeah. And you're just as pretty as the first time I saw you. You're supposed to say prettier. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. I meant like it's been, what, three years? Four years? Oh, since we first met? Yeah. Three years. And you're just as pretty as then. Oh. See? But you're supposed to say I get better with age. And I'm like, oh, fine wine. <laughs> I don't drink wine. I'm Mormon. Oh, that's true. Um... And what about the fact that like I was an act that I was an actor and I'm from LA, which I'm not from LA. I'm from the Bay. Well, that's the thing though is like acting was a side gig and your main thing was collaboration mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh okay. Oh, so the fact that I had like a, a day job working in a nonprofit cushioned the blood. yeah that was great. I think that was gave me great. more. What if I had just been an actor? That's fine. Okay. You'd have been like... But I think it's just more well-rounded, right? Sort of just in, in Kenji's mind, yes. Actors can be well-rounded, too. I'm not nah, hearing I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Most actors are well-rounded because they always, like, they're serving or they're doing other jobs. Yes. We're leading up to... Consummate being hustlers. Able to, yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. Great. I'm glad that I, that I um, broke down your stereotypes. And also the fact, oh, question though, also what about my impression, the impression that I'm like not part of your culture and that I'm a heathen? Because you were like, oh, you're the LA girl, but LA girl constitutes like someone who parties and someone who drinks. Yeah, and like, but you the, did do all that. I did oh, do all that. Oh, and you cursed so much. That's one thing I do remember. Uh-huh. You would curse a lot. Yeah. And you curse zero. And that concerned yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. You're like, that's, that's weird. I think that was a bad thing not to curse. Well, because you say, okay, here's, there's a difference between people who don't curse and people who change the curse word into like, gosh darn it. I'm like, if you're going to have the emotion, just go 100%. But that, what if that is their 100%? Like, if you never grew up swearing or if you don't. But you did. <laughs> not in grow up swearing. You did curse for I a did lot. for I, a little, yeah. for like a couple years of my life. Yeah. But I think it was just, in your mind, if you rewire it to mean a certain thing, like I if you just, can relax by... That's uh-huh. like saying, like, oh, you release tension by punching a punching bag. Why don't you go to 100% and punch a real person? I get it. It's totally But different. what I'm saying but is, punching like, bag's good enough I me. grew up with guys that I went to, like, Berkeley with, and they're, like, the super Christian Korean guys would be like, oh, fudge. And I'm like, either say, like, ah, uh, or, like, don't say fudge. I don't know. It was just a pet peeve of mine. It just sounded, like, wrong. I was like, I know what you are saying. I used to say fudge for a little bit. Yeah. But, like... I don't know. It's I've cut back whatever. on the swearing a lot as a as a human, just as a regular person, but not not all of it, and it's still part of like who I am a little bit. Um, also, acting, I have to curse a lot when I act, so it's kind of like it comes out anyway. But in general, I'm a happier person. I I think it was also a signifier of how angry I was. Anyways, we're going into a completely different tangent. Yep. But I'm talking about first impressions. The fact that I was, I mean, I have been like the party girl. I have been the girl that was like clubbing all the time and X, Y, Z. I still think I have part of that still in me. You do you, Minge. I love you regardless. My voice just broke. <laughs> Cracked. Whatever, however you say that phrase. Yeah. And I'm glad that I... Yeah, honestly, you're a bit of a goody-goody for me, too. <laughs> but I was like, no, he's a sweetheart. And I like him a lot. Does that mean you're breaking up with me? I'm not breaking up with you. 
I think you're wonderful. Can you imagine breaking up with someone on a podcast? On a podcast and then recording it. What kind of person do you think I am? That would be so fun. We should set that up for other people. You're the worst. Well, then they have it to remember it by. Who wants to remember that? (laughs) Crazy person. No. Oh my gosh, that'd be so great. So anyway, you can find emotion. That's what I would call it. Yeah. You can find love in unexpected places. Things may not be as they seem, and things can develop over time, no matter what the first impressions are. Ah, good luck, everyone. I'm glad I'm not single. Yeah, me too. All right, bye. We're going to go eat some sous vide steak. Yeah. Um, If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star rating and subscribe. Oh, dear. Um, but thank you to Aquafina for use of her song, Yellow Ranger. And, um, yeah, thank you to Marvin. You are my audio producer and audio thank engineer. You, we love you, Marvin. Thank Happy you. Happy Valentine's Day I'm to sorry you. sorry you had to Christine. listen to this. <laughs> yeah, we're sorry. Um, and if you didn't like the podcast, you can direct message, DM. Kenji. At, at Minjizy. <laughs> M-I-N-J-E-E-Z-Y. We're strong. On Instagram. So you can also follow. Oh, feedback is good. Feedback is good. You can follow me at Minjeezy. Let me know your thoughts on the episode. And please share with a friend if you found this entertaining or enlightening or a conversation starter. You can find First of All Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Radio Public, and everywhere you find podcasts, including Spotify. And I'm a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, which is a collective of Asian American podcasters and storytellers. And I'm so glad to be back on the airwaves. There will be more episodes coming your way. So please tune in and I'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Say bye. Hi, I'm Marvin. And I'm Rira. We're the host of Books and Boba, a book club and podcast dedicated to books by Asian and Asian American authors. Every month we pick a book by an Asian author to read and discuss on the show. We read a wide variety of genres from contemporary to historical fiction, fantasy to memoirs, and crime thrillers to romance. Some of our past book club picks are Pachinko by Minjin Lee, Sorcerer to the Crown by Zen Cho, and Devotion of Suspect X by Keigo Higashino. We also go over what's new in the Asian American literary world and chat with some talented Asian authors about their work. So whether you want to start reading for fun again or diversify your TBR list, we got your Asian literature cravings covered. For more info, check out our website at booksandboba.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective.